Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. listening to Transforming Trauma. I'm here to share my truth in hopes of inspiring others to share theirs. This podcast helps me to feel connected, empowered, and hopeful, and my intention is to share what's going on in one survivor's corner of the world. So how are you? No, how are you really? So I'm joking here, but apparently there's a new podcast called Terrible Things for Asking that I'm dying to look up. It was listed in the Atlantic best podcast of 2016. In case you were wondering, Transforming Trauma hasn't made the list yet, but you never know. So thank you to my listeners, because I honestly don't know who you are yet, but I feel connected to you anyways. And today's podcast is going to be related to safety, because I feel like that is a question that I've been grappling with this year. And later on, I'm going to challenge you to think about what questions kind of stand out to you from this year. I also love reading during the winter, so I'm going to be sharing things that are inspiring me right now from the book The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk and the classic Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. You know those books that you just wish you could mail to all your friends and family and just be like, read this, and then you'll understand me. Please, Literally have that thought all the time, but especially, especially with this this book, The Body Keeps Score, which I feel like was recommended to me by at least a dozen people before I finally got the courage to pick it up and trying to take my time with it to digest it. But man, it's got a lot of really validating information in it and also brings up feelings of resentment and anger and, you know, the whole the whole range But there was one part that stood out to me that I wanted to share in particular. It talks about 
traumatized people seeking refuge in what is familiar. He writes, I thought about my patients with abusive families who kept going back to be hurt again. Are traumatized people condemned to seek refuge in what is familiar? If so, why? And is it possible to help them become attached to places and activities that are safe and pleasurable? Isn't that fascinating? It makes me think of these two particular people in my life and my past who offered me sanctuary and how I didn't realize at the time quite how significant that was for me. I was dating someone for just a couple of months a few years back and I remember so vividly he offered me a key to his place just saying, I just want you to have a place where you can come and, you know, feel comfortable and welcome and I wasn't sure exactly why he asked that. It felt kind of overly overly generous or unnecessary, but looking back, it was it was just such a important thing for me to hear, and I wonder if he knew that. Another time when I was growing up, I was at sleepaway camp, and one of the head counselors knew that I had been sick with an autoimmune condition, and I couldn't do all the activities with others, and she offered that I could come to to just hang out at her place, even though it was empty, just to take a break from the rest of the activities. And in both cases, I just felt so special and secure. It reminds me of um, a warm embrace that you never want to end. And then I wonder why those people, when, when there's a loss or time goes on and you no longer are at that camp, why I look back on those, those moments and people so, so tenderly. So where do you go to, to feel safer? Survivors struggle often to distinguish between safety and danger, trust and mistrust, because so often it's people who were supposed to protect us, who harmed us, or looked the other way, or didn't believe us. So that's why that passage really stood out to me. And there was another one that I wanted to share. This quote just kind of blew my mind. The, t- the heading was, Child Abuse, Our Nation's Largest Public Health Problem. And they're writing about the ACE study, Adverse Childhood Experiences, which really speaks to how interconnected different kinds of adverse experiences are as a child. So typically, if somebody's growing up in a household where someone's in prison, not everything else is fine. Or or if a mother is regularly beaten, the rest of life isn't usually hunky-dory. These incidences of abuse are never standalone, but each experience reported, the the toll and the the damage increases. But this passage says that that he realized that they stumbled upon the greatest and most costly public health issue in the United States, child abuse. He had calculated that its overall costs exceeded those of cancer or heart disease, and that by eradicating child abuse in America would reduce the overall rate of depression by more than half alcoholism by two-thirds and suicide, IV drug use, and domestic violence by three-quarters. It would have a dramatic effect on workplace performance and vastly decrease the need for incarceration. Doesn't that blow your mind? How one issue could be so pervasive and insidious and impact so many other issues? Why isn't there more attention on child abuse as a public health problem? Uh, it says here that the ACE study has had no such effect, and they compare it to, to smoking. And when when the Surgeon General report was published in 1964, and there were decades of campaigns that have changed the long-term health for families and millions of people. So why isn't this being treated as seriously? That is the question. 
Okay, so sorry for that tangent, but something I've been thinking about along the lines of what I've been sharing is when is it time to let go of people and places that are no longer serving you? About a year or two ago, I was doing a ritual with some friends, some classmates. I was calling it like a cutting the cord ritual. And we talked about things we wanted to let go of and things we wish to invite into our life. And one thing in particular I remember is dropping a, a key, actually the key to the, the person's room that I mentioned before, into the river and just letting it go. It was very cleansing. And um, I had a, a friend remind me this week of that, that I seem overly forgiving and it kind of connected back to that quote in the reading about are, are my kind of program to, to seek refuge where, where it's not to be found? Do I try to maintain relationships with people who are not deserving of, of that space in my head and heart? So that's something I'm going to be paying more and more attention to. I have um, a relationship that ended about two and a half years ago, and I think I've been a little bit too too forgiving in my in my heart space. Even if it's not like a someone I'm in contact with regularly, just even in how I think about that person. How do you access a wider range of feelings of of anger and integrity and independence and knowing um, where your limits are with people? So I wanted to throw that out there, and I'm going to share um, a passage from Tara Brock, who's one of my favorite Buddhist psychotherapist authors and inspirers. She wrote Radical Acceptance and True Refuge. She has a free podcast that I listen to all the time, so definitely look her up. She's located in D.C., but travels around the world. And this passage is called Recognizing the Trance of Unworthiness. Recognizing the beliefs and fears that sustain the trance of unworthiness is the beginning of freedom. You might find it useful to pause and consider the parts of yourself that you habitually reject and push away. Do I accept my body as it is? Do I blame myself when I get sick? Do I feel I'm not attractive enough? Am I dissatisfied with how my hair looks? Am I embarrassed about how my face and body are aging? Do I judge myself for being too heavy? underweight, not physically fit? Do I accept my mind as it is? Do I judge myself for not being intelligent enough, humorous, interesting? Am I critical of myself for having obsessive thoughts, for having a repetitive, boring mind? Am I ashamed of myself for having bad thoughts, mean, judgmental, or lusty thoughts? Do I consider myself a bad meditator because my mind is so busy? Do I accept my emotions and moods as they are? Is it okay for me to cry, to feel insecure and vulnerable? Do I condemn myself for getting depressed? Am I ashamed of feeling jealous? Am I critical of myself for being impatient, irritable, and tolerant? Do I feel that my anger or anxiety is a sign that I am not progressing on the path? Do I feel I'm a bad person because of ways I behave? Do I hate myself when I act in a self-centered or hurtful way? Am I ashamed? of my outbursts of anger? Do I feel disgusted with myself when I eat compulsively, when I smoke cigarettes or drink too much alcohol? Do I feel that because I am selfish and often do not put others first, I'm not evolved, healed? Do I feel as if I am always falling short in how I relate to my family and friends? 
Do I feel something is wrong with me because I'm not capable of intimacy? Am I down on myself for not accomplishing enough, for not standing out or being special in my work? So what do you want most a person to see about you, that you're loving, generous, attractive? What do you not want this person to perceive about you, that you're selfish, insecure, jealous? So as you go through your day, Tara Brock wants to ask us all to pause and remind ourselves this moment do I accept myself just as I am without judging yourself, just becoming aware of how you relate to your body, emotions, thoughts, and behavior. So this process is about becoming conscious of the trance of unworthiness so it loses power in our lives. So I hope that that was inspiring to you as it has been for me. Um, one last thought I'd like to leave you with today is that remember there's no place to go, no one else to be, nothing to become. We just have this moment, this day, wherever you are is where you're meant to be. And I wish you a warm holiday season filled with people and things that bring you comfort, joy, and safety. And if you're like me and just plan on cuddling up with some books and staying warm and making a couple special plans with friends, then then that's, that's good enough for, for this year. And I hope that you make peace with that and take time to reflect on your year and what questions you've been grappling with. As one favorite columnist, Courtney Martin, writes, a year is an arbitrary unit of measurement, of course, but it's as good as any to pause, recognize yourself for getting through the hard stuff, revisit the really good stuff, and get a closer ability to integrate it all. It's time to check in on the questions you're living within. Each year answers an old question and ask a new one. So I like this idea because it helps us to become observers of our lives rather than passively being charged by forces beyond our control. So thank you for listening. And I'd like to plug the Beyond Surviving podcast and rachelgrantcoaching.com. And I'll see you next month. Take care. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.